Brave a moment with Brenny. A moment with Brenny. Brave a moment with Brenny. Me? Brave a moment with Brenny. A moment with Brenny. Brave a moment with Brenny. Why? Brave a moment with Brenny. Brave a moment with Brenny. With Brenny, let's do it. are now pressing play on brave a moment podcast and pause on all the distractions that no longer serve you welcome to a feel-good exploratory lifestyle podcast where you come as you are and leave a little more as you truly are thank you for joining me brenny on my journey to simply be and discover more about myself others and the world For each episode, I invite an experienced guest to help me on my journey by introducing a moment for me to brave or embody for one week, incorporating specific steps, brave steps, while sharing their wisdom, experience, and connection to that topic. I am so happy that you are here listening. Let's get into it. to introduce today's guest. Drumroll, please. Dr. Vianne Wang Thang. I know her as Vianne. Thanks for having me here, Brenny. So normally, hosts of podcasts will read a bio that is basically a list of accomplishments or credentials and sometimes doesn't even really explain who that person is outside of that. But I went to your website anyway and was pleasantly surprised to see that your About Me section on the website was highly personable and I even learned some new things about you. I will provide some credential type information because even though it's not the complete VN story, it is still important. So, VN. Anne is a registered yoga teacher, has her master's in public health, recently earned her PhD in counseling psychology, and immediately was offered an assistant professorship at University of Minnesota Duluth. Am I missing anything major there? The thing I would add in is that at University of Minnesota Duluth, I had the mind-body trauma care lab, which Brenny is a part of too. Yay. So like the name, the name I feel like really explains what the lab is. So mind-body as in mind-body integration, mental and physical health integration, trauma as in interpersonal traumas, and specifically focusing on emotional abuse nowadays since it's so so understudied and so underreported, mm-hmm. and then care as in access to care. So bringing interventions out to others who might not otherwise access it or view it as not something that they can't access such as mind-body interventions. Well thank you so much for doing that important work. Okay, so now you might be wondering how we met. I am saying we met because I needed a mentor for a research internship program, and Vianne was a doctoral candidate in PATH, so one of the faculty members in the counseling psychology department. She has a lab called the Stress and Trauma Lab, and I remember Vianne and I met up to see if we would be a good fit, and then I think I blacked out <laughs> after that. I don't remember how what happened after that but that's my version of how we met but maybe <laughs> after after that i cast a spell mm, and, then... and then you're like research <laughs> yeah well so i actually knew of brenya before and i think this is also how you had heard of my mm. name as well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so when we first met i already felt like brenny was a top student a go-getter in that sense so it was more like oh i wonder why like brenny wanted to work with me per se 
and what her interests are. And uh, we ended up working on a project that looked at different experiences of marginalization based on people's identities and how they can be subject to being marginalized based on that. And uh, the intersection with mental health. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And help seeking and really, yeah. But I always thought Brenny was a go-getter. And first day when we meet, like officially, Brenny comes in with this <laughs> this spreadsheet, this five-year plan of everything that she's going to do and an alternate plan for that. And then, of course, like maybe the second time you met, I put a password protect on that plan. <laughs> you did. Little did she know I created a copy yeah. of that and had another version. <laughs> so the password is supposed to be something that Brenny is supposed to cultivate over time. And I'm forgetting what it is. <laughs> oh. I think it was self-compassion. Okay. Maybe it was gratitude. I was never going to get into maybe that. Maybe self-gratitude. Oh. Who knows? Snake peek. Okay. My first impression of Vianne was that she was a little more introverted and reserved, but so, so intentional when she did speak. And she also speaks in like a whisper (laughs) that demands sheer focus and attention to hear her words. We went to this fancy internship welcome lunch in this beautiful building. I remember wearing a suit. And I also remember noticing that you were wearing Athleta and Lululemon and it looked like you were about to go (laughs) rock climbing. And it was awesome because I felt like you were a real person, not just a brain in a suit. But then it kind of started to intimidate me because if you don't have to prove how smart or successful you are with your external appearance, then that must mean you're really established. And then I started getting nervous. But my main takeaway was that you were really kind. Yeah. So one, I actually don't remember what I wore to that, but I totally believe I you. And, I, and I also think that's interesting that that stood out to you. I mean, I guess right now I'm wearing like tights and yeah, very similar clothing to what Brandy said. I'm always ready to go practice yoga or something or rock climb like you mentioned the first thing is that for some reason somebody or some arbitrary body has decided what we're supposed to wear externally Mm -hmm. and that's supposed to be a reflection of how we are inside and i don't agree with that which is why i (laughs) wear what i want wear what i want what's Mm -hmm. comfortable and uh, yeah but people do say dress for the job that you want Mm -hmm. that job that i want is a tenured professor so Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna wear this I also wanted to add that in reflecting on my reaction to Vian's appearance, I guess I had an expectation of what she would look like because she was in grad school, she was going to get her PhD soon, and so I had one image of what that looked like and she challenged that for me and I think that was really important for me to realize that there isn't one way of being one thing. You can show up and whatever makes you feel comfortable. And it was really empowering for me to see her do that in a professional space. I think it's time for us to get in today's topic. What you're gonna brave today? Today's topic is gratitude. The reason I thought gratitude would be an essential, not so basic, basic moment to brave is that like many of the topics in this season, it's automatic. It's something most of us do every day, whether we're aware of it or not. It can be kind of thoughtless and obligatory, like if someone holds the door for you or compliments your outfit or praises your work, you say, 
Thank you. But I also wanted to explore more because it seems like such a simple yet untapped superpower. Yeah, I like how you call it a superpower because it really does have the power to make an impact in someone's life. And I do think that there is definitely a difference between saying thank you plus feeling and expressing gratitude. And for me, I feel like gratitude is something that we need to allow to naturally arise because there's so much out there too that tells us like in terms of society and the media telling us that we need to be grateful that we need to be thankful and I think that it puts a lot of pressure on some people especially when they're not feeling like they're at their best and life has given them a raw deal or something of that sort. I think some of that messaging may also stem from research. Mm-hmm. A lot of research, an overwhelming amount, we'll discuss that in a bit here, but has found that gratitude can truly change your life. For sure. Yeah, I totally agree with mm-hmm. that. It's more like letting it arise for sure, cultivating mm. it as, in a sense, just not forcing it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But practicing gratitude goes beyond saying thank you, as we've been discussing. And when thinking of a guest for this episode, I immediately thought of you, Vian. Not only because of more professional reasons, including the fact that gratitude interventions were a part of your dissertation or project, but also because I truly feel as though you embody gratitude. You seem to operate from a state of having and being enough, or at least that's my impression. Is that accurate for you? (laughs) Well, this is all news to me in a sense. It's really interesting for me to hear what Brenny has thought about me over the last couple of years, so, and how I come across. So, yeah, so in my dissertation, I did include many positive psych tidbits. I would not identify myself as a positive psychologist. I mean, of course, I believe in the principles, and I feel like it's wrong to try to usurp that from people who are actually in the field. So there were some questions that I had that were happiness-focused, and then, of course, like mindfulness-based meditation type of research that I've been doing over the years. Yeah, so... Hearing that Brenny thought I embodied gratitude, I feel like is that's like, oh, that's so kind of you, Brenny, to see that. And uh, so it isn't quite something I had ever thought of for myself. There was a time in which it came to my awareness that I rarely ever say I want anything. Mm. So in 2012, when I was living in Norfolk, Virginia, I had two friends there, Casey and Vivian. And uh, Vivian had just gone to Costco and bought this ginormous, as you can imagine, bear. Teddy bear, not a real bear. <laughs> she she uh, yeah, specify that. And she said it was only $20. So it was, just, it was literally like five feet tall. and just mm, Those are expensive. Right? Yeah. And she said it was only $20 at the time from Costco. I guess without really thinking that much about it, I was like, whoa, I want that. Not because I actually wanted it, but because the idea of bear that big being $20 was just it's as like, big as me yeah <laughs> bigger you've seen it probably in my oh, living yeah, room yeah it has a chair of its own <laughs> so oh I guess that kind of spoils it but <laughs> the ending so because I said I wanted that Casey and Vivian began to argue over who was gonna get it for me and I was like you all like you don't have to get me this bear I was just I was just saying that and they responded with like, Vian, you never say you want anything. This is the first time I've heard you say that. So we have to get you this bear. And then literally two days later, Vivian knocks on my door and I look in the peephole and there's this big bear like snout staring at me. <laughs> and she had gone to Costco within two days to have that. Wow. <laughs> to get that. 
Yeah. I'm not surprised by that. So it's a good reminder of me to reflect on, yeah, what is it that I want and need? Because it is a balance of two, like feeling gratitude for yourself enough that, you know, you do deserve things mm-hmm. too. I don't know if it has to be in a big bear form, <laughs> but yeah. And I think in terms of the question about me operating a, from a state of having and being enough, I think that comes from, I've also heard from people that I have a very low bar for feeling grateful and appreciative mm. they like they've been like that's not that big of a deal being like here. today like today at lunch she goes for the check and is like oh one check please and i was like oh no i'm gonna sneak my card in there and i was like why are you doing that and she said oh because you got here early and you put the order in for the food yeah if anyone would do that also i'm closer to the restaurant than you were i got there earlier you don't have to pay for the whole thing but brenny didn't wasn't upset at me for being late like at all in any way and it was like kind and gracious and I just, yeah, I really appreciate that. I'm just saying, that's one example. (laughs) Continue, continue. So, yeah, I guess I could probably go on in a bit about why I might have a a low bar. Well, like, it's kind of like about standards from family of origin, I suppose, and, you know, from being from parents who were uh, refugee veterans, immigrants from the Vietnam War, and feeling like there was a low bar there in terms of what we could have. I suppose at the time and what to like feel grateful for so if there's any semblance of anything that was like positive or that wasn't negative it didn't even have to be positive it could be neutral seriously and then be like whoa that's different that's so Mm. great that context is really important thank you for sharing that I didn't know a lot of that something that makes being different And especially having that context about her upbringing, I think so many of us, myself included, often operate from a deficiency model, whether that's, oh, I want to have more money, more clothes, more experiences, be more fit, more, 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 more. And you seem so content. I don't think I ever heard you start a sentence with, I wish I had, which you mentioned earlier. You're a very positive and optimistic person who not only expresses gratitude for others, and things beyond yourself often but your energy exudes like you're just happy to be here to to be alive and i love that and i want to learn from that so maybe you don't know i didn't know this the word gratitude is derived from the latin word gratia which means grace graciousness or gratefulness depending on the context in some ways gratitude encompasses all of these meanings Gratitude is a thankful appreciation for what an individual receives, whether tangible or intangible. You as an individual need to be able to be open and receptive to receiving something, knowing that that you deserve it. And at the same time, it's also recognizing that that source of whatever it is that you're appreciating lies outside of yourself as well. So not all of it is outside of yourself, but at least, you know, partially and Maybe more so recognizing that it's also partially within yourself. And I like how when you said that gratitude is derived from the Latin word gratia, it really encompasses a lot of things that we might not necessarily think about with gratitude. So yes, graciousness and gratefulness. So for me, I feel like gratefulness is when you feel this feeling of feeling grateful. Whereas graciousness is like you are able to express that graciousness and show that in a way. 
this is not scientifically based in any way, just like colloquially in terms of how I use those words. And then grace is like the manner in which you perform it. So not just the outcome, but the process of doing that in a graceful way, so which to me means truly appreciative manner. Bam! So if you're wondering how to be more likable, this study in this Positive Psychology article talks about how there's a study of over 800 descriptive trait words. Grateful was rated in the top 4% in terms of likability. Hmm. That also Maybe makes that's me why th- people mm-hmm. like you. <laughs> I don't know if everyone would agree. Thank you, Benny. So I have a little guessing game for mm-hmm. you, Van. There's a study by Happier Human that showed a five-minute-a-day gratitude journal can increase one's long-term well-being by more than what percent? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to ask, how are you defining long-term and well-being? I don't know. Ask <laughs> Happier Human. The research professor just popped out in Vienne. Uh, yeah, whatever you want it to be. Okay, I just need to know how it's going to be operational. Mm, but, okay. <laughs> but I'm guessing, in general, there's no, like, one cure-all, even though we want it to be. It's this, like, collection of things that we do over time. Mm-hmm. And so what do you think the percentage was? Okay, <laughs> it's like, just get to the answer. <laughs> I would say high single digits. <laughs> high single, so like eight. Yeah. Okay. Well, 7.54. Oh. <laughs> Precise is 10%. <laughs> Do the damn thing. So with each guest, when I ask them to be on the show, I also ask them to give me three brave steps related to the episode's topic for me to brave or embody in seven days. So Van is going to tell us what the three steps were that she gave me and why. So because, as I mentioned, I feel as though gratitude is something that's cultivated over time, I wanted to make things even harder or more challenging for Brenny (laughs) by giving her three things to do each day at different times of the day. That way it's not as though gratitude is something that you do one day at a particular time in a week, but something you think about throughout the day. So she has a morning one, an evening one, and then generally during the day. So in the morning, I um, I asked Brenny to do about a 10-minute gratitude meditation. So anything that's calling to her that day or finding one to repeat for seven days. I provided a link to Jack Kornfield's gratitude meditation, but really anything. And the reason why I picked this is because when I teach like mind-body mindfulness exercises during yoga or even in group therapy at times, there's I like doing this version with a body scan in which you go through your body and you express gratitude for all the things that your body does that you don't even really think about or I don't really think about as my body's going through things. So like right now, appreciating that I can use my voice to speak these things my ears to listen to Brenny, and just that I'm able-bodied enough to sit on this chair and I can feel the feet, my feet. <laughs> I can feel the ground underneath my feet. My ground can feel my feet too. So that's where the morning one came from. Just a nice start to your morning. Then in the evening, I'll jump to that. Uh, I asked Brenny to write down five things that made her smile that day. Because sometimes, like I mentioned before, it can be really hard to label something as gratitude. If, if it's kind of an unfamiliar thing that you're trying to cultivate. So smiling to me was more of a, um, a behavioral cue because sometimes when we smile, that might mean that we're feeling grateful for something. And then a little bit of more 
um, deeper thinking with writing down five things in which turning inwardly she did feel grateful for. So this is actually something I did in high school in which um, it was hard for me to explicitly name the feeling behind it. So having that behavioral cue was really helpful. And then in the middle of that during the day, there's this idea of writing a gratitude letter to somebody um, in which somebody that you might not have truly expressed your thanks for. It could be somebody that you know really well or somebody who uh, maybe it was a brief interaction and that interaction is really meaningful to you. So I asked Bernie to do that three times. So to three different people on one day writing the letter. So and then the next day calling or meeting up with that person to read them the letter. Sometimes the suggestion is to mail it off, but I want it running to really engage with that person. And then, so alternating doing that until day seven, when I asked Brittany to write a gratitude letter to herself, read it out loud, then read it out loud to herself while looking in the mirror, and then tape it next to your mirror. So this is just, this is based on my experience with the gratitude letter writing. I usually pick somebody in which they, they're not a part of my life right now, but there's something that they did that really um, stood out to me. And when I co-facilitated a positive psychology-based counseling group, participants did this once and really benefited from it. They found it, um, one even said it helped restore her relationship with a parent that was on rocky ground. Diving Deeper This is the section where I... Be brave. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and this is the section where I be brave. Um, that wasn't supposed to be in there, but it worked. I'm going to go with it. So for the first step, I did the morning gratitude meditation. And in one of the research articles I found, it talked about the different strategies they call them as gratitude so there's interior exterior and being grateful for useless things that's the language they used and we kind of touched on those first two before but this morning gratitude meditation would be categorized as interior i'm not expressing it to anyone it's all what's within inside of me so my initial reaction to this step was that i was a little nervous the first time I ever meditated was spring semester of my junior year in a mindfulness-based stress reduction class through the Center for Spirituality and Healing, and I fell asleep. Again, as I've mentioned, I like doing things, and when you're meditating, you're not really doing anything. You're existing. You're bringing awareness to different things, whether it's your breath, different parts of your body, observing your thoughts, acknowledging them. Not trying to change them, but letting them go. The whole thing seemed kind of unproductive to me, and I wasn't super successful with consistently practicing meditation. And so that's why this step was good. It was a good challenge for me. It was a good opportunity for me to be brave. I have a question, though, for Vianne. When you sent this step to me for me to meditate, Mm-hmm. What did you envision for mm-hmm. me? Like, what do I, what did to you in your head, what did I look like when I'm meditating? What, what visual like popped up for you? Yeah. For, so you specifically? Oh, yeah. Or just someone in general? Yeah. Well, I say, I would say a lot of the times when people think of someone meditating, they're sitting still, cross leg, eyes closed. On a yeah, cloud. Then, on a cloud, yes. Fluffy, white cloud. But yeah, meditation can be anything. You can be, do a walking meditation. Yeah, you can meditate anywhere. Mm-hmm. Just awareness to yourself. Yeah, I think the first couple of days I did, I got out of bed. One day I just sat on the carpet. 
beside my bed and turned on a podcast that had a meditation. Another day, I went outside into the living room and sat in front of the window, did it there. So it changed. And another day, I did it in my car because I forgot to do it. Mm-hmm. And I was on the way to work, so I just turned it on while I was driving. Yeah. I don't know if that's allowed, but I did that. <laughs> I think, yeah, anything that you want it to be, it can be. I would say if you feel like you're going to fall asleep, though, <laughs> like you mentioned before, driving might not be the best time. But you mm. know yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, because I do feel like sometimes when it does get to become this thing's like oh shoot i forgot to do that thing then in a way it detracts from the purpose of meditation too mm-hmm. now that it really has a purpose but it's kind of ironic but the goal now that there's a goal is to not have a goal right mm-hmm. it's to like simply be yeah because i feel like for me too at times it has felt like meditation is a thing that i do it's productive because it's something that's on my to-do list mm-hmm. so i check it off and now it's more like some days I just maybe I don't I don't feel like meditating I don't feel like sitting still at this moment mm-hmm. so it's I, okay yeah I think meditation is kind of tricky because it's increased in popularity but a lot of people still either have an aversion to it because they can't sit still or they don't see the point in it or they are afraid of doing it wrong mm, and so yeah. I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions is that there even is a wrong way to do it yeah. but I think that definitely gets in my head too where I'm like oh I'm not doing it properly or oh I need to be sitting this way with my eyes closed with my hands on my knees mm-hmm. like everything needs to be blissful and I need yeah. to feel I need to feel a certain way I need to my breathing needs to be a certain way and you like really get in your head about it so that's definitely something I encountered and why guided meditations are really helpful for me because it helps me draw attention to things instead of just trying to sit in silence yeah that's true because I feel like that's another popular misconception of meditation so if you're wondering what I did for my guided meditation it's called meditation minis podcast there's one 10 minute episode called morning intention and gratitude so I'll be sure to include that link on the resource page on the website Um, but I really did enjoy starting my days off like this I think it helped me to turn my attention away from what I had on my to-do list for that day and just be in the present moment. I actually started looking forward to playing this gratitude meditation because sometimes in the morning, I'm like, oh, I need to get ready. I need to go do this. I need to go do that. And I'm going to be late. And But it helped me. I set my alarm a little earlier so I would have time to do this 10-minute gratitude meditation. So I think it helped me be more intentional about my morning routine, but also just bring back awareness to start my day off and set a good tone for the day, which is kind of supported by this article from Harvard. So it talks about how in positive psychology research, gratitude is strongly and consistently associated with greater happiness. And that gratitude can help people feel more positive emotions and really embody those good experiences, improve their health, deal with difficult times in their life, and build stronger relationships. So I can definitely see that connection for sure. So the next step that I want to talk about was the evening gratitude journaling, where I wrote five things that made me smile. 
My initial reaction to this was I thought this was going to be easier than the meditation, especially because I have a five-year gratitude journal from Gretchen Rubin and you write one sentence a day about what you're grateful for. But then I went back and started rereading some of my entries and I kind of just wrote what I did that day. It was kind of just a recap and it was a list of events or tasks that I accomplished. The smile and behavioral cue really helped me so it helped me to retrieve grateful moments labeling them in that way and even re-experiencing that grateful moment as i recalled it and wrote it down every time i thought about what made me smile i did smile when i wrote it even if it was like to laugh at myself one of the gratitude entries that i wrote for the journaling step was the following thank you cold drinking water for refreshing my body I know you're supposed to be room temperature. There's research that says like it's better for your body, blah, blah, blah. But why does cold feel so right? I smiled when I felt the coldness rush through my body. <laughs> Even though we're in Minnesota and it's January. <laughs> and I like how it's really like you feeling that gratitude literally in your body. Yeah, this would kind of be that category of being grateful for useless not i don't think it's useless but it's not i mean it is tangible it's water mm -hmm. but i don't know it's just not a traditional thing so i kind of liked that but then over time i started noticing the things that made me smile were a little more detailed mm -hmm. so here's another example this was on like maybe the fifth day i wrote watching a youtube video of this woman and her fiance and their baby boy celebrating their first christmas together made me smile it reminded me of how excited i am to start my own family one day i'm grateful for that opportunity but i'm also grateful for the time that i have mm -hmm. to grow and learn in the meantime so they started getting more detailed and less mm -hmm. not arbitrary but more connected to who i am as a person so mm -hmm. i thought that was kind of cool mm -hmm. like this is a bit about your emotions and yourself versus yeah water we do all need mm -hmm. i would say we all need people to yeah, for sure. So I have a story about how one day, it was a, it was a Saturday, mm -hmm. and I would describe myself as a potato blob because that day I did not leave my apartment. I went downstairs like in my apartment building to let my friend in, and I talked to her and read the gratitude letter to her. Mm -hmm. But then after she left, I just laid in bed and watched Netflix for the rest of the day. <laughs> And I felt so blobby and I like my body felt achy. I feel like mm. I should not be horizontal the whole day. Mm. And then I just felt like like bad about myself and I was like, wow, I'm just like, this lazy person. Me, me, me. But then I was like, okay, fine, I'll have to do this gratitude thing. So then I got on my journal and then I wrote, okay, wrote down the things that made me smile. And one of them was that there were a couple I watched a lot of episodes, but there were a couple <laughs> moments where I smiled when I was watching the show. And so I wrote about that. But then I wrote about how I smiled when my friend was there and I smiled by like how comfortable like my bed was that I laid in all day and feeling mm -hmm. grateful for that. But also feeling grateful for the realization that I do like movement. I do like being active. Those days where I'm not active makes me more grateful for the days that I am. So then I made an intention to the next day go for a walk so i went for a two mile walk the next day and i felt really great 
and I did my gratitude meditation in the morning and I felt really great and I think I attribute that to I feel like if I wasn't doing this experiential gratitude week I would have just been like oh I'm a potato blob go to bed mad wake up being like oh I'm a potato blob and just do the same thing again and just watch Netflix for the rest of the day because I told myself that's who I am but because I take a second to step back and think about what I learned from that experience and what I was grateful for it allowed me to go on a two-mile walk and be outside and enjoy nature and do other things that made me really happy so I thought that was cool so it was like you noticed that judgment of yourself and instead of sitting on it you used that as a, a way to propel yourself I also think I was positive during this time because where your mind goes, energy flows. Mm -hmm. And I started to notice more positive things throughout the day because in this process of writing down five things that make you smile and everything, you're kind of training your mind to look out for things that will make you smile or things that you're grateful Mm -hmm. for. That's very true. And something that I want to start doing instead of asking people, how are you doing? And then being good. And they're like, how are you doing? And you're like, good. And then there's nothing else after that. You're like, this was a pointless conversation. Conversation. Yeah, just like, thank you, thank you. Yeah, I want to try to ask them, what makes you smile? Or what yeah. made you smile today? I cool. really want to try doing that. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah. Seeing what point, yeah, an emotion-based point for them that day, which also has them reflect on that emotion. Mm-hmm. But, Brenny, I wanted to tell you, Yeah. it sounds like we had very similar Saturdays last week. Did you? <laughs> yeah. Were you a potato bomb? <laughs> I didn't label it as that. Oh. So, but I would be very curious to see how you, if you do have a day in in the future how that feels to you like this last weekend when I did that it was like so nice I was like I'm just being with me and uh, so dictionary.com their word of the day a few days before was hyper nukalum I might Mm. be saying that wrong but it means once winter quarters like a hibernating bear this is the third time I brought up the word bear somehow (laughs) so I was like I'm just in my I like that. Okay. So the last step that I did during the day were these gratitude letters. And my initial reaction was, oh yeah, I was so relieved because if you know me, letter writing is my jam and I figured it was going to be super easy. If you are someone who's close in my life, you've probably received a a card that is just way too long (laughs) my boss here i've been working for a couple months here has already gotten one my co-workers so it just comes really naturally to me i love to express gratitude and to just tell people how amazing they are so i was like oh god this is in the bag and this process did make me really happy i really enjoyed the process of writing them Research does say that writing and even not sharing it can provide benefits to you because you're thinking in a more positive way. Maybe because um, it's stimulating different regions of your brain. So an article by Psychology Today talks about how it stimulates the hypothalamus, which regulates stress, and the ventral tegmental area, which plays a role in your brain's reward system that processes feelings of pleasure. So I started to think about, okay, who would I write a letter to? And I was thinking about, okay, so three different people when we do three different categories. So I was like, okay, friends. Who's a friend that I haven't talked to in a while and I haven't expressed my gratitude for them in a while? 
And the first person I thought of was Ladon. So my friend Ladon, she was back in Minnesota for a little bit. She's in a master's program in another state. We haven't talked much in the past few months because the program is really rigorous. She's been a friend of mine since I started college and she's been such a strong force of support, encouragement, and love. And I don't think I ever told her as told her how much she meant to me. So I'm gonna play that for you. Hey, I'm reading my gratitude letter to Ladon. It says, Dear Ladon, I don't think that I have properly said thank you to you in our almost four years of knowing each other. Thank you for positively impacting my life by you simply being you. You seem to know exactly what I need in a given moment, whether that's a hug, a laugh, grace, a push a new perspective, the feeling of connection, the space to vent. You do a wonderful job of making me feel as though I truly belong. You are also extremely kind and considerate. I really appreciate how much thought you put into caring for others, whether that's making sure I've eaten, helping me clean up after an event, getting me thoughtful gifts for various occasions, and being patient with me. I also really admire your introspection, humility, and hard work ethic. Once you determine what you want, you go for it 110% and me that inspires too. me to do the same. Yeah. We met applying to be on the board of a pre-med student group and only one of us is still pursuing that path. But our friendship serves to remind me that everything truly happens for a reason mm-hmm. and me pursuing what I used to think was the wrong path led to our incredible friendship that I'm so lucky and fortunate to have. Thank you for your bravery, authenticity, and your kindness. I continue to feel it even when you're thousands of miles away. Never forget how loved you are. I'm proud of you with love, Brenny. Oh, Brenny, that's so sweet. Oh, oh my gosh. I'm all tearing up. I love you too. You're such a close friend of mine, Brittany. I think I have like two, and you're like literally <laughs> one of them. Oh, well, this is for you. Thank you, After I read this letter to Ladon, I could tell she was in a really contemplative state and letting all of the words wash over her because then she looked at me and said, wow, actually, I see a lot of the things you said about me in myself. Like, those things are actually true. And she felt good about herself, and I loved to see her experiencing that. So it really seemed to parallel what we were talking about in terms of being able to feel something inwardly in order to express that gratitude outwardly. And I wonder, Brenny, for yourself, what was it like to get a a thank you from your thank you? I honestly wasn't expecting it. I think I mostly, I said, you're welcome, and then I focused more on trying to convince her that yes everything I said was true and this is how I feel about her and just trying to prove to her that she was worthy of hearing that. So for the next person I was thinking about okay friends, family of course, so I was thinking of someone that I don't think I express my gratitude too often and I thought of my grandma so I'm gonna play this clip But excuse my baby voice, that happens when I'm nervous and when I'm talking to someone that I love, I revert to being a child, I guess. Thank you. I don't think I say that often enough and with enough intentionality. Ever since I can remember, you have always been one of my biggest cheerleaders. 
Your belief in me has always pushed me more than you know. I am so grateful for your endless support, continual recognition, and praise. I feel as though you have a tendency to see something in me that I don't see in myself, and it's really encouraging to know that you're in my corner, always rooting for me. You are very attentive, hardworking, and unstoppable. It is no surprise to me that you raised six amazing children and have a special place in dozens of your grandchildren's hearts. I've learned so much from you, including how to speak up for myself, how to know my worth, how to ask for, it, for what I want, how to be efficient, and how to be kind. Your hugs are the best, and your smile can brighten even the most challenging of days. Thank you for truly accepting me for who I am. I have to admit, I'm scared of the day that you are no longer physically with me, but I am grateful for all the lessons you have instilled in me and all of the wonderful, meaningful, and happy moments that we have shared. I will carry the feeling of your unconditional love as long as I am breathing. I am so grateful to You're be... making me cry. I'm gonna cry too. I'm so grateful to be your granddaughter who has such a considerate, thoughtful, and loving grandma. I can talk to you about virtually anything and everything. Cooking and baking with you is a blast. Watching TV with you is calming. And spending quality time with such a wonderful soul in general is always a blessing. You make me so happy and you give me the strength to do absolutely anything I set my mind on. You're the best. I love you forever and always. Brandy. I love you, Brittany. Thank you. But the, all that praise is way too much. No, it's not even you, close to enough. It's you, you, it's you, you are the most amazing person that I know. So writing and reading this was really difficult for me. My grandma has had some health scares recently and I'm genuinely so, so scared of losing her. And writing this made me feel like that time is near and I didn't want to put that kind of energy out into the universe. I didn't want to admit that there's going to be a time when I'm living and she's not. But I'm so glad that I had the strength to do it and read it to her because as you heard, it really meant a lot to her. And I'm so grateful that I had the opportunity to really express to her what she means to me and who she is to me and the impact that she's had and how wonderful she is because she is so worthy and deserving of that no matter what she thinks. Mm -hmm. And I think expressing that to her it will allow the time that we do have left together to be even more meaningful and intentional. And I feel even closer to her than I did before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you could really hear how it touched her in her voice. Like it was so clear and apparent. And I would say it's like not so much that you had the opportunity, but Brandy, you created that opportunity. You created that space to express how you felt to her and you create that space to listen to how she was feeling and how she responded to your gratitude. 
So for the last letter that I wrote, I thought about professional. So someone in my professional world who may not be a big part of my life right now, but definitely played a really big role. And if there's someone I feel like I took for granted during my collegiate career, it was Steve. So Steve is the director of a program that I was in throughout college. He also ended up being kind of my boss because I ended up working in that program as a mentor. He's always been there for me through anything and everything. So let's take a listen. Okay. I'm ready. Here we go. I get nervous. It's okay. okay. Don't be nervous. Dear Steve, thank you. Over the course of the last four years, I think I've said that quite a few times to you. Whether that is thanking you for holding the door for me, or for listening to how I had a tough day, or writing an email to a professor explaining a difficult situation I was in, or providing comfort when I quit a job for the first time, or providing guidance on how to navigate a troubling situation, or for offering me food when I forgot to eat that day, or listening to me rave about someone I connected with and who made me happy. I'm so grateful for all the different ways that you have supported me and have simply been such a cool, not only boss, but also a genuinely kind and thoughtful person. Due to the nature of your job, I know you encounter hundreds of students each year, and yet you do the best you can to truly help and listen to every person who walks through your door or that you encounter in passing. I also want to thank you for PES. The, this organization exists because of you, this organization that brings a sense of belonging, acceptance, inclusion, compassion, and worthiness into the lives of marginalized students who are sometimes told that they aren't deserving of those things. When life is so challenging, so painful, so cruel, so difficult, when the future is difficult to envision, when the cumulative effect of everything going on in someone's life becomes too much to carry, so many students seek refuge in safety and support and hope in the student lounge and your team office. That is so powerful, so impactful, that is so steep. <laughs> you are one of the few people I know who doesn't immediately turn a conversation into one that's about them. You are extremely selfless and giving. There have been times when I cried in your office and probably emotionally depleted you. And while I may have thanked you, I don't think I asked a single question about how you were doing. And I want to apologize for that. And I also want to recognize and show appreciation for how incredible it is that you continually give, give, give to so many people without expecting anything in return. In sum, you are a beacon of light, and I hope on days that are tough for you, you can read this and be reminded that you are enough and that you have made differences in the world that are sure to outlive you. So truly from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Keep being you. Kindly, Benny. Thank you. You're going to make me cry. This really means a lot to me. Thank you. Brittany, I noticed how everyone cried. They really, what you said really sat with them. And I think especially for Steve, having so many students come in and out of the university, and I guess this is something I can relate to, it's like one doesn't expect that students are going to pause later on in their life and say thank you, you know? Like there's a high school teacher I just really want to thank that I haven't yet. So many kudos to you for taking the time out and backtracing to say that that person has made an impact on you today and in the future. Yeah, I also think it was 
for each individual person, it seemed like it was the perfect time mm-hmm. for them to get that. Like, Ladon was going back for her next semester mm-hmm. and just really thinking about her life and what she's doing. And Steve was going through a similar thing, too. And, and my grandma, of course, is, I don't know, I think any time is, is wonderful to, to be grateful. But it just felt really right and made a lot of sense to me. So I'm really happy that I... Yeah. I'm grateful that you are a guest and you gave me that step. And not to say I don't think I would ever say thank you to them, but I don't think I would have written a letter to that length to them if it weren't for this. So thank you for that. Okay, so the next letter was for me to write a letter to myself. And I took a recording of my first try at this. Hey girl, what's up? Sometimes what you say to yourself is kind of whack. So this letter is to try to counterbalance that. You should be grateful for yourself because people say you're um, hardworking and caring because you work so hard. You run yourself into the ground until you're a burnt out potato. And uh, you put everyone else ahead of yourself priority wise. And that's good because you live to serve other people. Good job, Brenny. Okay, this is bad. I need to redo this. So, as you just listened, not so great at this. I'm a wordsmith when it comes to other people, but when it comes to myself, I depersonalize by saying things like homegirl mm-hmm. and not speaking an I. So, mm-hmm. I tried to change that. Dear me, I'm grateful for my curiosity. I think this quality helps me understand others and myself more. I also think it helps me grow and fuels my craving for continual learning and knowledge. I want to thank myself for never backing down from a difficult situation. I'm a fighter, and I'm grateful that many of my coping mechanisms or outlets that I have turned to, like working out, doing well in school, seeking out leadership positions, cultivating meaningful relationships, are deemed healthy by society, but... Uh, for the most part, make me feel good when it's in moderation, but can sometimes be self-destructive when I put too much pressure on myself or try to do too many things at once that distracts me from the present moment or being in touch with myself. However, I am grateful that when moments like that happen, when I feel scared or alone or overwhelmed, I consistently find trusted people to share this with. Despite all of the traumatic experiences that I've had when people have maybe let me down or other things i haven't closed my heart off to the world i don't shut down and i don't shut people out somehow i can still be vulnerable and share some of my darkest moments with others despite being hurt and being in pain in the past and that's amazing to me i think that has been my saving grace i'm also really grateful that my vulnerability and ability to understand and meet others where they're at has planted the seeds for some really incredible friendships and i'm grateful for myself because i know i played a role in that i'm also grateful for my increasing ability to listen to my heart to my body and to my mind the ability to honor myself in my decisions actions and commitments of course i have opportunity to grow but i'm proud of how far i have come and that I always try to be kind and compassionate and respectful of others no matter what. Like the first take that you did, I honestly, it took me a couple of seconds to realize, oh, that's you speaking. 
it just didn't have the liveliness in your voice and it just didn't sound like you believed it. Whereas when you spoke to the three people you chose, I could hear that that is how you genuinely felt. Yeah, and I think we do tend to be our, our biggest critics, right? But it, then it also sounds like you're noticing those judgments and acknowledging that they exist and letting them go. So with all of this being said, <laughs> it is now Bian's turn to be on the hot seat and let me know if I was truly brave or not. You can give me a rating on a scale of 1 to 10. Let me know. <laughs> so this is a hard question. I don't know how forceful Brenny will be to make me pick a number. So you're a researcher. You love numbers. <laughs> I feel like for something like bravery in terms of gratitude, it's like how it's, yeah, your openness to it and the effort that you put in. And I feel like that sense of cultivating gra- gratitude is infinite. So can I pick infinity? Oh, my God. <laughs> so yes or no, was I brave? Yes. <laughs> and you, Yes. Okay. <laughs> And why? Like, did I do, did I approach this differently than you thought? Mm-hmm. You know, like, what was really courageous about what I did? Yeah. Well, I guess I, I don't know exactly what I expected, but in terms of how you approached it, I think it was really meaningful that you picked three different people in three different areas of your life. You met up with them in person, even though, like, one you hadn't seen since before you graduated college one who was out of town or lives out of state and you arranged to meet with her and then one your grandmother. That was on FaceTime. Oh, oh, cool. Wow, your grandmother's on FaceTime. Fancy. (laughs) And uh, finding spaces to fit in uh, um, meditation moments for yourself even when you were feeling busy. And, And then, yeah, acknowledging what was hard, what was easy, without judgment in a sense. And... Yeah, I thought you you did a because it's not so much the outcome, it's the process. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you wonderfully did the process that worked best for you. Well, thank you. Listeners, let me know what you think. If you <laughs> agree with Vianne or not, you can give me a rating. That's not infinity. Um, <laughs> Gratitude yeah. is infinite. You are not alone. This serves as a reminder each episode that you are not alone. We are all braving each and every day and hopefully the BAM, Brave a Moment, pod fam, aka the listeners of this podcast, can be a community of people that exists, if not for you to reach out and connect with them, but represent the idea that you're not alone in this journey and that vulnerability is difficult but so meaningful. So, Vianne will be announcing what the next episode's topic will be. Eating! Woo! Thank you so much for listening to Brave a Moment Podcast. This was the second episode of season one. Be sure to check out the first episode on sleep if you haven't already. Thank you so much to today's guest, Vianne. You can find her information and anything else that was mentioned in this episode, like the gratitude journal, research articles, etc., on the website at www.braveamomentpodcast.com under the resources tab. You can also check out the blog post. If you're not already doing so, feel free to follow me at Brave Moment Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. I want to hear from you. Have you ever kept a gratitude journal? When is the last time you wrote someone a thank you note? 
Do you believe in fake it till you make it? Do you think people, important people in your life don't realize how amazing they are? Let me 